And you might say, okay, Ziegler, so what? Here's the so what. I've been working with kids on drugs over 10 years. I've been involved in our ICANN course in the school for seven years. I can tell you with as much certainty as I can tell you anything in life, when your child is between the ages of 9 and 15, when they need you the most, they're the least comfortable in your presence. At this particular time, when they're going through more psychological and physiological changes than at any time in their life, when they're bombarded with peer group pressure, sex pressure, drug pressure, when they're confronted with more difficulties in their life than they ever will be confronted with, maybe again, and they're the least qualified to deal with it, when they desperately need a mother or a daddy or both to put their arms around them and love them and talk with them, mother and dad and child are the least comfortable talking about life's most significant things. I will say that one of the tragedies is that we don't have enough people who are willing to tough things out. I don't think life is easy. I think it's tough. But I'm convinced beyond any reasonable doubt that if we'll be just a little tougher on ourselves, that life will be considerably easier on ourselves. And when we start showing that affection I was talking about to that child, we're going to keep them at home. We're going to start teaching them more of the good things in life. Answer the telephone properly. And when somebody says to you, how you doing, instead of giving that old baloney about fine since it's Friday or great since it's payday, when somebody asks you, how you doing, just rear back, belt it out, be completely honest, tell the truth, say, super good, but I'll get better are fantastic and it's improving. And you might say, well now, wait a minute, Ziggler, daggone it all, suppose I'm not doing super good or fantastic. Am I telling the truth? Why, certainly you're telling the truth. You're just telling it in advance, that's all. Why wait for the good stuff? And then when you start to park company, instead of some mundane thing like, well, so long, or good day, or see you later, or, you know, have a nice day is a dramatic improvement, well, why not just reach for the best as you start to park company with them? Why don't you just say, see you at the top? Logic will not change an emotion. But action will. You get up in the morning, when you first get up, slap your hands, you don't really feel like doing that. Logically, it shouldn't work, but I can guarantee it. All you got to do is try it. It'll work. When you start answering the telephone and responding super good, I can absolutely guarantee you it absolutely will work. So step number three, change the way you say hello. Step number four, set your gyroscope. I don't know how many of you watched Candid Camera several years ago, a lot of years ago. But I believe it was Dorothy Collins who was on. She had a suitcase in the cart of an office building, and there was a gyroscope in it which was set to go straight ahead. It was very heavy, and some dude would be walking down the cart, and Dorothy would say, Sir, would you mind picking up that suitcase and taking it into the office for me? It's too heavy for me. And the dude would smile, and he'd reach down, he'd pick up that suitcase, and he'd start walking down toward the office. But when he'd start to turn left, to go in that office, he could turn left all he wanted to, but that gyroscope was set to go straight ahead, and it bitterly resisted any kind of turn. I tell the story because inside of every creature on the face of this earth, there's a built-in gyroscope. A duck who's never survived the winter, if he were left all to himself, when the winter approaches... 
that duck would automatically start flying south. There's something built in called the law of self-preservation. Take a young squirrel a thousand miles from all other squirrels. As winter approaches, that young squirrel, if left entirely alone, would start storing nuts for the winter. There's a law. It's called the law of self-preservation. But you see, there's a difference. The duck and the squirrel had no choice. Man is entirely different. Go out to the seashore, to the lake shore. You watch the sailing boats sail. There are thousands sailing boats out there. They're going in 360 different directions, but the wind is blowing in only one direction. Then how can they go in 360 different directions? Very simple. The person, the human being, the man or the woman on that boat has set the sails. It's the set of the sails that determines the direction of the boat. I fervently believe that as a result of what we're talking about here, that you can set those sails in the right direction.